0: relationship of samatha and vipassana in the, these are the Pali terms for meditation, it's divided into two categories. Samatha is like tranquility and vipassana is insight. And in country like Thailand, which is Buddhist uh, country and culturally aligned with Buddhism, and uh, sometimes probably easier for people like that who who have some kind of cultural identity, some kind of uh, you know it's integrated into their into the language, into the culture, and so Buddhism is you know uh, something that is you see from the time you're. You're born, you know, Buddhist monks, Buddhist temples, chenis. This is just uh, a natural part of one's uh, visual experience. And then the culture is and has very strong roots in Buddhism. So there's a level of faith, which is a positive thing. Sada or faith is, is a positive statement or emotion or condition of the mind. And then what attracts uh, Western people to Buddhism is, most of them, is Vipassana, insight. Because our minds are critical mind. We don't have a lot of faith. (coughs) We have a lot of doubt. And Mm -hmm. uh, we are very Critical and negative in our culture, like here in the, in Britain, you, you you can see that in Western Europe, uh, how how critical people tend to be, uh, and uh, always point out what's wrong uh, with yourself, with uh, someone else, with the society, uh, with the world, uh, and uh, so. So we gravitate towards vipassana because we—it's uh, a—we uh, can easily relate to the suffering uh, of being negative, always, always complaining or feeling there's something wrong or blaming somebody, um, always seeing yourself in terms of what's wrong with you. What's not so so good about yourself. Complaining about the weather, complaining about politics. And modern politics is horrendous, you know, it's just horrific. In the United States and just just the whole attitude of Americans is uh, towards the president is you know, just trying to find every little thing they can to is wrong with him and then make a big issue, make a big deal about it. Now this is this is our our fascina- our obsession with, with what's wrong. Uh, and uh, the critical mind, modern education you know, uh, encourages this. It's you know analysis, analytical training, where you're comparing things; one is better. Than another thing. So, uh, just recognize that you know the one re- one of the reasons why we suffer so much uh, in Western civilization, in modern countries that are affluent, is uh, that we create a, so much negativity in the mind. Worry, worry is negative. Worrying about the future, resentment about unfairness or injustices or bad treatment you've received or, or uh, anxiety, uh, restlessness, um, the, um, the anger and all these states are very you know you get guilt I mean, they're oftentimes guilt-ridden feel very guilty about uh, our faults or what we've done in the past Unskillful actions that you've done in the past, we tend to get obsessed with guilt about that. So, this uh, this negativity uh, is addressed very much in the uh, Noble Truths, the dukkha. And samatha then is uh, oftentimes more difficult for Western people because. Because of the uh, lack of, well, I mean, we we tend to see it in terms of just positive thinking. And, uh, like the oftentimes the way Western people approach meta is uh, is just like think pink, you know, <laughs> be nice, and, and wish everybody to, have to be happy, and, and and then it brings up a kind of cynical side of ourselves because. It, you know, may you be happy, may all these be happy, and then inside there's this negative thing that says, oh, this is, <laughs> this is uh, insipid and s- silly. So that that this um, we have a conflict sometimes in our minds around wanting to be good and uh, admiring what's good, needing to be inspired, but also being very full of doubts and and very cynical also, conflicting forces. If you look at samatha as the development of happiness, sometimes we see samatha in terms of like Visuddhimagga or something, some book like that, which makes it all very technical, you know, you vitaka, vitara, piti, sukha, ekakata and that kind of thing, and it, put, it puts it in terms of for us, for Western people whose minds function like that, it 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 doesn't simplify. It tends to make us see that Samatha is very complicated. You go into the first, you do this preliminary training, concentrating the mind, then you get first jhana, second jhana, and it all looks so kind of. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> If you if you're not cynical, you know if you don't let cynicism in, you just think of, of uh, you know, of inspired thoughts. Think of love, of, of beauty and and uh, goodness, and, and just dwell on these. In, these are inspiring to the to the mind. And so samatha saying is is uh, developing a happy mind. It's happiness. Rather that where were we, where I mean, from my own experience, samatha was like another thing I couldn't do. I couldn't get the jhanas So, you know, one one became one saw samatha as a, as a as a as a sign of failure, another sense of failure for me. Which is, I've lost the whole. Point. I didn't start with the right attitude. You know, I seen it is something I've got to get in order to get into vipassana and that I've got to, to do this and then, then I was doing this what I was told to do but, but I hadn't really uh, understood it or understood the power of happiness uh, I merely because I tended to be cynical uh, I had a strong cynical negative streak that would kind of sneer at happiness so then uh, then I, I gravitated much more to vipassana, to dukkha, and, and that I found very, very helpful and you know very insightful. But also, as the, as the, as, you, as you did, uh, uh, as you investigated the noble truth, then you began to see the causes of suffering: attachment, uh, desire, and attachment. So then the uh, then I began to experience some happiness, or peacefulness, or tranquility, positive states of mind that weren't just imposed on my mind, but came quite naturally. So it wasn't just trying to, you know, be positive as a as a practice, but it it was through understanding Dukkha and the causes that I began to appreciate (coughs) Uh, and understand how to create happiness in my life, how to uh, experience joy and and these kinds of uh, positive emotions. I think one of the most depressing Assumptions that one has is uh, is that is that uh, that one is a, a personality, that kind of permanent. I mean, for me, that was that was. Uh, I didn't particularly like myself as a person because I was always I was always focused on uh, the thing I didn't like about myself. So there's always this critic going on, you know, It's criticism of of myself. And so, to be a person was always a a painful thing. I never liked listening to my own tapes, uh, reading my books, looking at my pictures. I just, because every time I look at a photograph, that one I like, because that's the ideal. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like to look like. But they, generally, <laughs> the, the photos and, and these videos they make of I, mean, I can't, I can't stand them. <laughs> because they, they, they bring up this criticism. Where I'm quite, I'm, I'm much more kind of generous to other people, not so critical. I'm you know, much more generous in my uh, attitudes towards others and to myself. Why is that and obviously it's self obsession you know and then you and then you get in a position where everybody wants to make a video <laughs> or doing something and taping <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: how many offers have I had people wanting to write my biography and things like that uh because I think mean, they see me in a more generous way than than I do but then in terms of of a, uh, a in terms of practice then this uh, this self this personality is uh, you know has been investigated so having, I mean, that particular obsessive and obsessive aversion and criticism actually uh, produced enough dukkha for me to really put forth an enormous effort to understand the causes of it. And the uh, so investigating experience, just uh, this, uh, this uh, self-aversion, self-disparagement, as, as, uh, as something to observe rather than to try to just get rid of by being positive. and then when the self drops away when that, when the self view personality view drops uh, and no longer problem then you, you, you kind of recognize the, the beauty of your life you know, the, the, the uh, radiant qualities and the beauty of our humanity as experience because y- y- this, this inner critic this uh, tyrannical uh, nagging uh, thing in, in, inside me is is no longer has much uh, influence. It its impact has been uh, destroyed. Don't believe it. Don't give it any any interest. Not interested in that anymore. And that's not through suppression, but through understanding. So then the <clears> the samatha practices are. Become uh, you know quite enjoyable because now there's a lot of faith in the Dharma. Having I mean, seen how valuable it is, and how it works, then uh, then I find a lot of uh, joy in uh, in like the devotional practices. Just being a Buddhist monk and having a temple and chanting and having Buddha Rupas and using pali words and, and uh, looking at other buddhist uh, traditions and and anything with buddhism in it you know it has a <laughs> it has a kind of uplifting feeling for me he'll you know i really love buddhism buddha um, buddha things buddhist uh <laughs> Uh, is that because the the the, uh, the feeling is is not is not on a personal level anymore. Whether I'm a Buddhist or, uh, but it's more just an appreciation of the of the beauty and the goodness of this particular religion. So so in in Lengpang Cha was always. Uh, you know, encouraging the both development of Samatha and Vipassana, because he, he also, people would ask him, you know, about Samatha, about Vipassana, and, and he never made a problem about, about one or the other, and he's always saying how they complement each other, you know. So, like, the, the faith is... is uh, one thing, when, when you are basically negative and critical, and doubting and doubting, Person unsure, uncertain uh, about yourself, about everything in your life, uh, then then that uh, that very uh, tendency of the mind is uh, can be used through through uh, vipassana. That's what that's what, uh, what uh, why I was so interested in Buddhism in the beginning because it addressed my problem very directly. <coughs> doubting, critical, uncertain, uh, indecisive personality that I had uh, could be, instead of seeing it as something that was uh, like a f- personal fault that I had to get rid of or suppress, I actually used that, that very, uh, my, my weakness, my big flaw was actually the very uh, thing that, that that helped me to have the inside so that's kind of a wonderful way where you can take what may be your most what is most painful for you and most that you think is, is your biggest obstacle or the th- thing you fear will prevent you from ever developing a spiritual path and all that you know if you're looking at it from your critical mind in terms of vipassana you're looking at it in terms of the four noble truths which gives you a very uh, wise perspective on your own uh, suffering the causes of it and and realizing the way to let it go and and, uh, not create suffering anymore through ignorance As this cynical thing faded, in. I remember practicing metta, and uh, this worked for me. If if you have, if you have a cynical, uh, kind of sarcastic streak in yourself, uh, if you and so metta, you find metta a pretty difficult thing to do. You know, like like, uh, I remember uh, when Ajahn Ananda was teaching metta, he used to. he used to be very kind of he was much more kind of positive person than I am. And so he teach, you know, I love myself. He said, I love me. And and I found when I said that to myself, I just I just cringe. When I said, I love me, I love Sumato, I just cringe. Something in me, just negative force which is feel so silly and sickened by that so then I so I tended to see, see that as a you know just in a, a very you know, cynical way um, so then I contemplated it further and then I uh, you know because I couldn't say that in and in really feel that I just, what it brought up when I said it to myself was this cynical reaction then I then I started <coughs> you know accepting the cynical reaction just having meta for the reaction itself <coughs> so I'd, I'd use it I love tomato as a kind of uh, catalyst I'd say that then this cynical reaction and I have then I have this uh, I accept this I I totally accept and uh, metaphor for this cynical reaction that I'd feel this cynicism and this this aversion to this statement and then that that seemed to uh release that tendency more and more as that uh, as this uh as my negativity and cynicism as I have it meta more meta more acceptance and of of my negativity my cynicism my sarcasm that was coming up in the present. Then I found, then it actually released me from that reaction so I could actually say, I love you, tomato and mean it. And not get any cynical reaction. That was just an experiment that I had with, with the problem with my character of being a, a, a cynical person. So, so if you, uh, other times you you know you can get uh, uh, like you you have a lot of resentment maybe to your parents something like that so you, when they you know, I remember one woman uh, every time they came to I may my mother be happy may she be free from suffering and she she hated her mother so much that she just couldn't, uh, she just make her angry, you know, she just, I can't say that, I can, I can do that for everyone else but my mother. What's wrong with her? And she started feeling guilty, and uh, and feeling there's something wrong with her, because, you know, you're supposed to love your mother in all societies, aren't you? You're supposed to of your duty, and a, and a kind of prerequisite to being a good human being, is you love your mother and father. And then, uh, and then she couldn't do that, all she could do is hate, hate her mother, resent her so then she said, I can't do that method. that, it just makes makes me angry (laughs) but then if you apply that, what I just said, like it like you say, may my mother be well and happy and may she you you hate, you can't stand your mother (coughs) and then you say that, and then you then the the emotional reaction you have to that, you have metta for that. You accept that, not not identify. As saying you know, trying to. Because if you think you know you should love your mother, and then you, all you do is get this anger and resentment. Then you feel it. it increases a sense of of you as a personality that has a problem. So, but if you actually use a the metta practice, the, even as a catalyst, even for bringing up <coughs> your negative uh, feelings, then you have metta for those negative feelings. Like, metta is like, like non-aversion at first, on this level, it's like non-aversion. It's not even positive in the sense of, I love my feelings type of thing. It's not not like that, it's, it's total acceptance of what you're feeling without criticizing. So you feel anger and resentment to your mother. And you and you reckon you feel that anger and resentment and you let it be that way and you accept it for what it is. Means you're you're not creating aversion towards it. They thought that the emotion itself might be aversion, but you're not you're not making any problem about it. You're just merely patiently bearing with this accepting it for what it is let's see what happens you know, how, how a lot of the struggles we have in life are are you know just uh, feeling uh, uh, you know su- such despair with ourselves because we can't be what we think we should be or we can't get rid of our neurotic habits or we can't be the loving, uh, uh, selfless individual that we would like to be. So then we, then we, uh, we can be very, you know, feel very discouraged and uh, hopeless as a person. If you see, like metta, and on taking metta to a much deeper level than just may I be happy, may you be happy, and that kind of thing, it's it's it's. It's really an attitude of, of being of not dwelling in aversion on something on something you don't like and hate, whether it's external or or in, internal. Say. So you're not asked to like like something that you don't like. That's an impossible thing, isn't it? Like, if you don't like something, and I say you should like it, then you're just going to feel guilty. You know, you, I don't like Buddhism. You should like Buddhism. Buddha did a lot for us. <laughs> and then you, what's wrong with me? And then you... Uh, then you feel, you know, I can't be a Buddhist, or Ajahn Samedo is just you know, bullying me. Or well, you can blame me, or you, you blame yourself for not being able to, to like something you should like. But in Vipassana meditation, it's not asking you to, to do anything, but to be aware of it. Uh, if you dislike Buddhism, then you can be aware of that as an experience, rather than, uh, than a position you take or an identity. And then that's a, a kind of what I call Metta practice. Metta then is, is is loving kindness you know, or goodwill or n- uh, putting it on this level, it's non-aversion and patient, being patient with it because oftentimes those kind of emotions make us very impatient. We, they're so uncomfortable and unpleasant, We want to just get away from it. So you find like negative emotions and that you get so... It's so unpleasant, and uh, it's so so uh, you know un- unwanted that you we just have a very reactive patterns to our negativity. We just distract ourselves, and, you know, talk about the weather, or look for something to do. But in, in terms, uh, but it's so patient, country borrowing, Patience is. Uh, is also metta, like being patient, meaning you're willing to bear with pain or emotional uh, stress. You're willing to bear it. You're willing to let it be this way. You're, you're not... Uh, you're, and your, your emotional reactions, you're willing to accept what you're emotionally feeling. If, if you're emotionally feeling, how can I get rid of this? You're willing to accept that feeling of wanting to get rid of it. So it's it's, uh, it it goes through the 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 whole accepting, being patient, uh, and bearing with, and not creating aversion towards uh, what you say, particularly what you don't like, don't want. So metta is a very useful practice in the Western world where we tend to be we tend to lack. In, the, in Buddhism, we tend to be very critical and always want to change things. You know, like, like the first reaction is, is Saddam Hussein is blast him, kill him. You know, Americans take your bombs and just blast the hell out of Baghdad. See if you can get get Saddam Hussein in the process. I mean, it's like, you know, what I don't like, I just want to blow up, get rid of, the IRA, you know, they good at that, just blow it up. Or all these terrorist organizations, you know, just kill the Tutsis and the Hutus in Rwanda. <laughs> just kill all the Tutsis. And then, then that will solve the problem, and just, what did it do? It just you created more bad karma, horrible, horrendous karma that that country is going to suffer from for generations. Rent-A-Kill, isn't it, or company. Rent-A-Kill you know, it's a hor- horrible title for a business. You <laughs> know, like, you know, you have to hire somebody to kill somebody. It's really to kill pests and things. But have insects and uh, dry rot. But, uh, you know, remember, you know, before I was a monk, I used to see ants crawling across the night. I'd the insecticide? And I'd spray them. <laughs> <laughs> and watch them curl up and die. You know. <laughs> I remember as a child in uh, Seattle, you know, have all these uh, slugs in the garden you know, these kind of jelly-like slugs. And, and if you put salt on them, they melt. And my sister and I used to go out and pour salt on these wretched creatures and watch them kind of melt. And, and uh, how just you can get rid of the pests is a very, you know, it seems practical. They eat the tomato plants and then they destroy the cabbages. And There's all kinds of ra- re- rationalizations to justify killing your enemies or getting rid of the pests if you really look at the mental state of wanting to get rid of something you don't like, that's where with meditation, you know, like in Thailand where there's so many mosquitoes, you know, you, you, know, you want to get, kill them. My first reaction was, you know, kill the mosquitoes, they, they give malaria, they're, they're annoying, the world would be better off. Uh, if I were God, I would never have created mosquitos. <laughs> That's what I used to say. If I were God, I would never, have, I would have done a better job. I would not <laughs> <do> have. <that. laughs> <laughs> uh, mosquitos, nothing lovable, even after 30 years, you still don't, can't find them, you know, you really feel positive feeling for <laughs> But, but, I don't feel negative i don't create negative feelings towards. And uh, and then watching that state of wanting to destroy them is—you know—when I see that in myself, that's a painful mental state. That's dukkha, wanting to get rid of what I don't like. Is is dukkha? You know, but I know that through watching, through experiencing that dukkha, not through just. Having an idea about dukkha. wanting to kill the mosquitoes. I actually use that as a way of observing this desire, this impatience, this impatient, being irritated and, and and being impatient with these annoying, this annoying buzz and the, the way they they bite you, and itch, and things like that. Just. Uh, you get so impatient because you want to get rid of to You want to you get your samadhi. <laughs>
1: Trying
0: to get into the first job and then... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: your mind goes... <laughs>
0: Where's my mosquito net? I want a, a mosquito screen, cootie here. So There's all kinds of ways to keep them away. But and, which is fair enough but also practice with a pest like in your own mind the pests of your own <coughs> mind or not to mention mosquitoes or annoying pests external but that inner nagging thing that 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 cynical uh, uh, nag and, and uh, critic and tyrant within you rather than just trying to Get rid of it, like spray insecticide on it. You you study it, you you feel it, you you know it. So that's like vipassana, that seeing the anicca dukkha of conditionality. And then you actually practice meditation to really understand something. You have to accept it for what it is. If you're just caught in reacting, you know something awful, something terrible, and you just get rid of it. You can't really understand it. You just, it's a reaction. It's a habitual reaction you'll have. To understand that, you've got to really accept it for what it is. You know, it's pain or disease or, or grief or uh, resentment, and jealousy, these emotions. Before you, can, before you can be free of them, you have to, you have to accept them for what they are and feel them, and let them be who <coughs> they are. So that's patience, isn't it? Being patient. And determine, use adhitana as a kind of determination not to be critical of it. I found that helpful to me, because I used to use, it. I'm, I'm, I make a determination not to be critical of anything that I'm feeling. Doesn't mean I'm always successful, at it, but it it means that I I have that in my mind, and I made that determination. So then I maybe I lose it, and I feel something. And I feel critical, but I, because of that determination, that aditana, then I so, so suddenly it helps me to remember to drop it, not to be critical. So then that that the self that. that that clawing sense of self yeah. and uh, that—it it, its power starts fading now, diminishing. It's a fading process. You're not just going to get rid of it overnight through this kind of practice. it just suddenly drops and never have it again. It, it would be nice. I'd like. It. I used to wish it were like that, but it's—it's it's it's <laughs> like getting enlightened. I used <laughs> to hope enlightenment where you suddenly, you know, you do, you, you go and practice meditation for three months, intensely, and you get enlightened, and then all your suffering drops forever, and you just, <laughs> you just wise and loving all the time, and, and, uh, and nothing ever disturbs your, your, your And uh, People can yell at you, or, it would be nice if, if you could do it, but I, I can't do that. So it, uh, it's an ongoing, ongoing uh, uh, kind of challenge to, you know, mind, that's what mindfulness is, isn't it? It's not like a, a magical state that you attain uh, through hard work. It's a natural state that you learn to maintain and rest in uh, and because we're conditioned to to uh, want you know to have magic and have you know things that get rid of things forever and be happy forever and all that then then we uh you know we've got this incredible restless desire uh that it's always you know not content not uh, not accepting the present, you know, we're looking for something and to get something, or get rid of something. But, to contemplate this, in, you know, in restlessness, kind of, um, hoping to attain or get something, or you know, insight also is attachment to, in, memories of insight is a big problem we all have. So you have insight, and then, then you you remember it the next day and you want to have it again. <laughs> so you can start practicing meditation just to get another kind of blissful insight and it, it doesn't work. So that's because you're attached to the memory of having insight, or having some profound spiritual experience and you remember it, but you want to have it again. You see that, if you just observe that, Desire for becoming patient with patience and 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 adhitan not to be critical of it, but to be patient, accepting of it, the way it is, the way one is, the way the the, the, the feeling, uh, the, the mood, the way it Doesn't it's a to to remind yourself of that, just to, being willing to let it be this way, even if you're, you really, if, if you're feeling horrible, to let it be that way, not to 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 try to get rid of it, blame it on somebody, blame it on yourself, but just, just being as you're more willing to to accept that acceptance <coughs> and willing to be. To let something be that way is transcending It's actually you—you you find a sense, you find a, a peacefulness with with misery. Not a not a kind of stupid resignation to misery. That's not it, but a peacefulness because that metta and acceptance is a very peaceful way to be. And it's and it's not making a problem about the miserable state you're in. So you begin to to recognize you can do that. It's within your you know it's, a, it's one of the great gifts of our human birth that we can actually do this. This is not asking you to do something impossible or that is advanced like you, you're too you you are too uh, you're too young you're too inexperience, you haven't meditated long enough to be able to do this. It. It's not like that. Is it? It's 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 not a matter of attainment, but um, say more an attitude of willingness and patience and and slowing down and uh, and and learning to to accept and what what you you wouldn't accept before or Learning to endure what you you think you can't endure, and even if you, you know, even if you can endure endure something a little longer than you ordinarily would, that's an improvement. I'm yeah, Not asking for perfect uh, perfect uh, success in anything, but one time I used to, you know, the self-critic was saying "Well, you still get angry." you know, the, the inner tyrant saying, well you still get angry after all these years. And then the wisdom said, yeah, but you're you're, you're not, you don't get angry, angry so qu- you don't lose it so quickly like you used to. <laughs> 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 so then you're you're appreciating your, <laughs> you know, that, that you haven't been, you know, you have a little more uh, patience, even though you, you might in the end uh, lose it, it. It's not quite so just immediate. Where before, you know, somebody says this and you go <laughs> Somebody says that and you, you just reactive, you know. But then as, as you reflect more, and you, then you're more aware. You might, somebody says something insulting to you and you, you feel that. You feel it. Oh, but you're aware of it, you know? <laughs> and then maybe, uh, you, maybe uh, you can't hold it for all that long, but and then maybe you, two seconds later you're going, what
1: are you <laughs>
0: <laughs> But at least two seconds have passed. It <laughs> See, that It's something to, to respect yourself for, rather than to, to feel, uh, you know, that you're, you can't, you know, get caught in this, oh, there I go again, lost it, angry and horrible hopeless case because that's what your tyrannical inner tyrant will say inner tyrants or you're hopeless you know you've how long you're meditating and you still lose it like that you're always disgusting that's what the tyrant says But to thinking about this, taking joy in, in even the, the slight improvements in, in that of your life, in, in the holy life. You know. It's quite humbling. It's not, not like inflating yourself. It's quite humbling because it isn't like, you know, really attain enlightenment and a free man free, you know, this you know, really big time stuff. But, you're, you know, you really can feed an, a sense of yourself as a you know, really good meditator, really good monk, really super nun and all that. You're, you're, it's humbling, isn't it? Because you, we do tend to see ourselves in terms of in competitive life. I want to be the best. You know, the winner is the best. The champion. Instead, you know, maybe things that used to make me angry, you know, don't make me so angry anymore. I don't mind. I've a lot of things that used to upset me don't bother me at all anymore. I think mean, that's wonderful. I Used to get upset by a lot of things that now don't don't bother me in the least. And then you keep learning as, as your vipaka Kama ripens. You know, you, you get pushed. You get tested out in all kinds of ways. Keep going. I always felt anxious about life, and, and I always assumed there was something basically wrong with me, and, um, and that was just underlying everything, you know, presenting myself as being somehow something wrong, and, and even though I was not always, it was always a conscious
1: feeling, but it was underlying influence. Um, that I, and that,
0: that uh, you know, everything seems so impossible, like so far away like, like the Christian background that made God seem so remote uh, and so and Jesus seems so special a case, I couldn't relate to that you know, where's your and God was his father and I, I just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't uh, appreciate that at all and yet now I can, I can kind of understand what the what the symbolism of it is. But of course, this presented like it was a historical fact to me. You know, Jesus was born uh, uh,
1: 1,900 and so years ago, and, and he lived in Nazareth, um, and he
0: was born in Bethlehem, and, and then he. Uh, and his mother was uh, Mary, and his father was God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, that's great, but you yeah. <laughs> know,
1: but my father was not God. <laughs>
0: That that's never been, uh, that's more myth, you see, in, in, You're not asked to believe that. That's more like uh, myth and legend. So, I mean, they have, you know, these kind of far-out symbols, you know, Buddhism, but they're never the part that you're expected, to, you
1: don't have to believe in. You know, obviously, it's other than ritual where actually the
0: kind of Christianity I got was quite, it was, this was a fact. Yeah. Well, that's what Christianity, modern
1: Christianity, Christianity, I don't know about Orthodox Christianity, Catholicism and and Protestantism and try
0: to make of Christianity uh, historical. They say it's historical. And, 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 and in the terms of Western ideas of history. So, and then it, you know, it, it makes it sound like, you know, a fact that God actually impregnated the virgin. Of course there's a lot of jokes
1: about
0: it. <laughs> 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 But to well, a mind you know, I just couldn't cope with that. as thought, you know, I couldn't believe that. My mind could believe that, but I could uh, now, uh, now I can understand what they're saying.
1: Because of the of My own uh, spiritual development,
0: but I couldn't. Have, I couldn't work with that as a basis. I do Yeah, even a beach town, I mean, you just not more to a 4 2 This
1: Doesn't like, you know, global, you, know, just you Thank <laughs> you.
0: no ou... Elementary is fine. But it doesn't do anything
1: to it to feel guilty or as well. There negative in the grass uh around it.
0: That is unnecessary. You have to, you know, it, there's nothing you can <laughs> do with it, except be willing to, to let it be that way. And then we'll keep on letting it, and then will go, and we'll And you'll we'll find a lot of feel you stronger know, and more close to But on an emotional level, emotions, you know, like thoughts are very quick and
1: emotions are very, very humper. They kind of
0: hang around like a bad smell. <laughs> <laughs>